This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. McFarlane, McFarlane, all right, McFarlane Energy. Thank you for bringing uh, all our, of our close personal friends together to talk about the great game of baseball once again. Uh, who says new crew? Who says no crew? Who says new? It's late. It's late. <laughs> it shouldn't be late. I should be on West Coast time, guys, fellas. But I'm not. When'd you get back? Well, that's the problem. Is that you go from the problem of the time difference, and then you go for the problem of the red eye flight, which lingers mm. for approximately three days. So, and then you mix in a nice long baseball game in yeah. what is the pitch clock era? It is. And this this had to have been a record. It had to. Be, I, I would. I know it's the longest Red Sox game of the year. Had to have been the, maybe the longest game of the year, right? What was the official length on that? I don't know. It was two. Had to be. Three twenty-five. Let's. We can. There's only a way to look that up. Um, all right. So, where do you guys want to start? We were just talking, Coop, um, Gordo, and I talking about the Jaron Duran All Star uh, campaign. Very exciting. Is it it's still been, running hot? How are you guys? Is it full swing? What's at, the campaign headquarters? Uh, what's the room temperature check right now? How are you guys well, feeling? Well, the campaign strategy. Coop, when this when this whole ordeal began was whenever Jaron Duran does something good, we promote the cause, right? Yeah, that's, that's the whole how idea of the campaign, yep. right? Exactly. The issue is that as soon as the campaign began, Jaron Duran never did anything good again. <laughs> so we're still we're still on standby. That tends you know, to be voting, an issue. Voting has not started yet, so a hot streak could begin the day voting starts, which, as Rob pointed out on Twitter today, is. Tomorrow, which by the time people are listening to this, will be today. Just so, a mere matter of hours. There. Just, yeah. a, just a mere matter of hours before you, assuming he's on the ballot. I mean, yeah, that's which, another is another, <laughs> which is another issue. Uh, you can vote for Jaron Duran to get not only him to the All Star game in Seattle, but get Gordo to the All Star game in Seattle. He should so, be on the ballot, should he not? I mean, he's played enough games to qualify. You, you would think so, but sometimes they only get to pick three outfielders. Like if they put him on, Duvall's not on. And I do they submit that Duvall's before not the season? Be on. I mean, when I think, did they submit I think Duvall, that? There has to be very time. Ch- there's a good chance he'll be on. I mean, he's coming back, so it, that's I, so I true. I don't. Yeah. So you're you're he's going to be playing during the voting. You're gonna like he'll be playing. Your cause, yeah. you're, you're not put. Okay, Gordon, I hate to burst your bubble, 
Jaron Duran is not getting voted to the All-Star game, but that doesn't mean he's not going to the All-Star game. And I will say this. I did the math, I want to say like a week and a half ago, that suggested that it was going to be two and a half weeks before Jaron Duran's numbered actually qualified, which you have to get to that point, right? So I think he's only like a week away from qualifying. So once you do that, that's first step. It's sort of like the primaries, like Coop, you can associate with this. Yep, I, I like, fully it, understand it's like, this. This is, like, this is like Iowa. We're in Iowa. First past the post. It's, it's a caucus. Yes. <laughs> so there you go. We're caucusing but right now. That's what's caucus. going on. We're all just we're, running in different corners of a, a gymnasium and you know, small town Iowa. Kind of. I mean, this is this is how the Jaron Duran, the path, like they say, do you see a path to Jaron Duran making the All-Star team? <laughs> and this is the path that we see. You have to start with a caucus. And then you All right. Start. I want to, I have a question for you. So the fans only vote for the starters. After that, it's the manager picks the pitchers. And then what is it? Is it the players and the coaches vote yeah, for the reserves yeah, or is it just the coaches? No, no, I think it's the players is also. All right, so, so we made we so may need to get this we've campaign already, we've already, into the locker rooms. You know, I don't think there's any question unless there's some random like Kansas City was crazy with their votes a couple of years ago. I think Toronto might have been crazy with their Kansas votes. City is always crazy. Toronto has an entire country behind them. Like, yeah, it's yes. unfair. So you have you Trout's going to be voted in. Um Judge is going to be voted in, and I thought that uh, Julio Rodriguez would be voted in, but you know that's where the wild because he's not right now. He's getting a little hot, but right now he's not. Wouldn't be classified as an All Star with his production. So, right. um, uh, you have a Rosarena. He's definitely going to be in. Um, Kelnick's up there. Uh, Jordan Alvarez is in there. He's, yeah, he's been has he been DHing mostly. Hey, Hayes, uh, Hayes of Baltimore is there. Um, and then you have the guys for the Red Sox, who Sheeta and Verdugo sitting there. So, um, yeah, and let's, like I said, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's, let's just take one step at a time. But it yeah. is, I, I think I did figure this was a good time to bring this up, considering when this podcast drops, it will basically be at the exact same time or right around the same time that voting begins and all of a sudden everyone will wonder like why Jaron Duran gets this a huge bump if he's on the ballot why did he get this huge bump well it was because of this podcast it was because of the who says no Science. specifically Gordo exactly don't give yeah. up hope don't oh, I'm not giving up hope I I I think that there's a chance that if that as long as he's on the ballot all he has to do is have a few good games in the month of June and that gets the ball rolling all it okay. takes is a little bit of juice, and we got a movement. <laughs> Put it all you need pump. is a little bit of juice. All you need is a little juice. Mark McGuire, Sam and Sosa, Gordo. <laughs> I don't think Jared Durant needs that juice. kind of juice. He he might be he might be strong <laughs> enough. All right, so uh, let's talk Red Sox. As we we sat here after this eight hour game, you had you had a comeback, the gritty gutty. Resilient Red Sox fall uh, run short. Three I, I hours, think, 12 minutes, by the way. Sorry to cut you off. Oh, no. Three hours and 12 minutes. That's not in the longest. That's it? it? But isn't that weird, guys, though, that a three hour and 12 minute game feels like eight hours now? Yeah. It's all just so, perception. I love it. 
That's how it should be. <laughs> we would have three hour, 12 minutes last year. That's nothing for the last 20 years. That's nothing. That's that's literally the that's average. average. That's the average time of game, I think, last year, right around I, there. The last couple of years, it's been around like 308 has been like the league average. That's crazy. 312 is an NFL game. That's how long an NFL game takes. Yeah, there, there you go. Baseball wins again. Um, so <laughs> how do you – I'm just going to ask you guys. It's sort of like the – what is it? It's the third poll. It's the third way through the season now. That's what you have. You have a third way through the season. So we've talked a lot about the Red Sox defining themselves and how, so now that you've come out of the Bruins and Celtics officially, and you're now in this gap between Bruins and Celtics ending and Patriots beginning, the Red Sox, the hope was that the Red Sox would define themselves and define themselves for the fans of Boston sports, say, are they worthy of following or not? Coop, I'll start with you. How do you view the Boston Red Sox as we sit here with the as the only game in town? How do I view them? Uh, a science experiment. I, I think like that's like the best way to view them. And I don't, if you're a nerd like myself, science experiments are fun. There's something to pay attention to. You're not really like you shouldn't have a full expectation of what to come from it because your your expectation is learning from it. So that's why this year is it's still it's a development year. It's a bridge year. It's trying to figure out what this team is doing. And they're winning while they're doing it. That's that's a reason to tune in for it because unlike, you know, last night losing, you know, two in a row now, both to teams that you should be beating, Arizona and Cincinnati. Cincinnati you should be pulverizing. Um but you're still putting like an entertaining game at the very end of that. It's still, they still made it close. They still made it fun. And you're seeing guys that going into the season, you had a whole lot of big wigs around Boston and in the media saying, who are these guys? What should we expect from them? Not a whole lot. And they're producing Tapia's becoming one of my favorite players to watch on this Red Sox team. And for good reason, because he comes it's through and like interesting. Yeah. The hair, but he comes through in like interesting moments and, that's kind of what you need in a season like this, where you don't have like you have Devers to bring you in. You kind of have Chris Sale as a big name to bring you in, but you're unsure of Cassis. You're unsure of guys like Verdugo still, even though you shouldn't be unsure of guys like Verdugo. So if you're a casual fan, these are guys that should be bringing you in now because you want to see what they're able to do going ahead for the franchise. Well put. Thank you. G Gordo, what do you got? Here, here's what I got because I, I was reading reading some discourse on Celtics Twitter last night, and there were some people who were talking about how it's frustrating being a fan of a team who is title or bust because you literally have to get to the pinnacle of the sport, or it's a failure and you're upset and everything sucks. With with this Red Sox team, it's not that. You're what you're experiencing is when you watch this team is it's the climb. You're you're watching guys like Brian Bayo and Tristan Casas and Jaron Duran go through growing pains. You watch the ups and the downs of those types of guys. You see guys who are who are maybe stop gaps to the future, and then you see guys who are big parts of the future, like Raphael Devers. It's it's a road. It's it's a it's a chapter in the story of the next title Red Sox team, which hopefully will include some of these guys. Like you're not watching this team hoping 
for a World Series championship, you're you're watching this team hoping to see growth from important parts of the future of the team, and you're hoping that they can win in the process, as Coop said. In the end, like this is a really hot and cold team because young, inexperienced guys go through you know a lot of ups and downs, and you just you know as it pertains to this year, you're just gonna hope that. They have a few more ups than they do downs, and they they get to the mid to upper eighties in wins and and knock on the door of a playoff spot and hopefully get in. But even if they don't, you know the real hope is that is that you see growth both you know at the major league level and the minor league level. If if you dig deep into this team and you know follow the individual stories of these guys, it's a, it's an interesting watch. You know it's the only it's the only game in town all summer. I you know as a baseball nut, like obviously I'm going to watch, but I I think even you know for you know, casuals, it can be a fun watch. They're a fun, resilient team, and you just got to take it for what it's worth. It's funny. Would you be saying that if they didn't score a run tonight? I'm just curious. I'm not, and both well put. And I, and I, I feel the, uh, I feel the passion and the sincerity with both of you, but say they beat, get beat eight, nothing right tonight, which they were almost instead they get beat eight, seven. And is there that feeling of, Oh man, that just sucked. That just sucked. And then you're coming off a loss, and that just sucked. I mean, I don't know because yeah, no, I think I would question. still be That's saying that question. But I, I, I think I would probably maybe be doing a bit of the Sam Kennedy spin on it, where I'm saying, oh well, hey. Brian Bayo didn't have his stuff today, but that's why we tune in because we're not really sure about his development. And he's part of that science experiment I was talking about, where you want to see these guys do good, but you're not sure what you're gonna get out of them. That's Sam fair. Kennedy. That's what he that's, would that's, do. And, and, and you forgot to say that's a good question. Before that's, hey, that's <laughs> Rob. Question. That's a great question. A great I thank question. you for asking that. We <laughs> we talk about this all the time, and you know it's a conversation that I have with Heim on the daily. It's pretty very good, good Coop. Very you. good. You did, that's hey. You've listened. Me, you've listened. me and Sam Kennedy, we're yeah. cut from the same cloth. Oh, there you go. Um, you have the Kennedy hair. So there you go. I don't know I'll what that, that is. Well, I mean, you, you have, do you think he's in the family heritage of the Kennedys? The, the, yeah. Roy, the Royal Kennedys? No, the Royal Kennedys, no, no. the Royals. No, no, the Royal no, Kennedys. no. Uh, so what were you going to say, Gordo? What was your answer? My, my answer. Yeah, it's a tough question. I, I definitely wouldn't have included the line at the end about them being resilient if they had lost eight, nothing today to the Cincinnati Reds. But no, the, every, everything I say stands, even if they don't come back. I don't know yeah. how enthusiastic I would have been about it, but it, but all of it's still true, even if the, even if this were eight nothing. I, I don't know how enthusiastic I'd have been about it, but I think I'd like to think I would have still said it. I, I think that you know I'm probably going to err on the side of of um, you know a little bit more negative, you know, because like I'm rooting for time of game and getting through the season and. And, you know, I don't know, a little bit of what I, I like to think is a reality of the here and the now instead of what might be, because I've, I've seen too many times where what might be is never is. Um, but you guys both have good points. And I think for this team, the way that I look at it is that they're good enough to suggest that you might make September interesting. And I think that that goes a long way. It's it's different than and it's it's different now because of the playoff. A lot of team more makes the playoffs, but it's different than the NBA and NHL, and especially the teams that we just had, where these they rolled through the regular seasons. There was it was anticlimactic, 
Like this is one of the things that's great, in, even in the heart of football season, is that we just want it to be interesting in September. There's something about chasing something heading into October because once you get to October, let's be honest, it's in the way that the playoffs is set up. You can you can be a much better team than the Red Sox and have this same get the playoffs and get bounced by just as quickly as the Red Sox. The what we should be hoping for with this team is the the ability and the opportunity to have that anticipation heading into October, which we've seen what it's like when it's not right, like last year, and we're we're leaning on things like you know Kevin Plowecki or or. <laughs> Tristan Cassis or whatever it is. But I think that this team has shown that it can be good enough that they can enter into that conversation, but they have to be better. I mean, it's, that's the other part about this is that they have to be better. They cannot lose series to teams like the Cincinnati Reds. They cannot lose series to some of these teams like they've, they've lost to. I, I have no problem with them losing to Merrill Kelly in the Diamondbacks in that last game. He's a really good pitcher, and you just weren't hitting the ball. The best thing to take away from this game, the most recent game, is the fact that they ended up scoring seven runs. So They needed it. They did. Yeah. They did. They I mean, really that's, did. That's, what we can't, that's what we can't forget, that they have been in a rut for whatever reason, and they needed to score more runs because scoring runs is good. Science. Yeah. Do you Rob, do you think that you, not to cut you off there, Gordo? You're good. You're good. Um, do you think like when teams are able to score something like that at the end of a game, that they're able to kind of like piggyback that into the next day? Like, can can people look I towards today's helps. game and yeah, be like, I mean, oh, the it... Red Sox might be able to steal something because their offense figured something out at like the last minute of last night's game? Just I think mentality. Yeah, I mean, I think it anything helps. can galvanize you. Well, because look, with, a, with a little <laughs> Gordo's gold, fired up. Come on, Gordo. You, you these want? guys trick them. So they're athletes. They trick I'm themselves put, into anything. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a stool that you can stand on and give the Rudy on the stool speech. Like I said, like I said to Tori Lovello, you're gonna give the Rudy on the stool speech. You're gonna hit him high. You're gonna hit him low. So there you go. Bring Gordo oh. into the clubhouse tomorrow, looking like oh my goodness. Like this. You want to see, by you... the way, how fired up Kenley Jansen was about the Celtic game. It was nutty. It was like he was getting up. He was simulating, like posting up. He was so offended. He was so offended by the Did way that lost? the Celtics. No, not that they lost, but by the way the Celtics approached the um, the Miami Heat, as he said, a three-two zone. I don't think it was a three-two zone, but the Miami Heat zone. Like he was so offended by this. He said he left early, not because of traffic. But because he was so offended about how they approached the zone, <laughs> wow! And he's standing and he's standing up and simulating what you gotta do is post up and <laughs> so. So like, is there has there been scuttlebutt in the clubhouse amongst the players? Is like you know like everyone around town is saying like who's the bigger failure, the Bruins or the Celtics? Is, is there discussion within the clubhouse about that? No, it's no from, no. from the players. <laughs> Yeah, based, do, do, the there's no players. like, hey, like, who's the bigger no. failure? Like, Bruins or no. the Celtics? They, Did they just take a ton no, of weight they off just, of us? They just looked at it as this is an opportunity to go out in a town and and have you know go to the TD Garden, be part of the cool scene. I mean, and they went to both Game Sevens and they, they lost did went to both. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, but you know, no, they're 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 all about them their own situation. But it's uh, 
it's it's just a, it's a, it's an interesting to to follow up on what you're talking about with the runs. I think that what can happen is that when you don't score runs, it starts getting in your head. Was what was interesting to me was when they were shut down in Anaheim and get swept. They kept saying about how and it gets you know it's bad when it gets to the point where um, the person requested after the game is the hitting coach to talk to. That's never usually a good thing. So Pete Fatsy was saying how that, that that other teams have adjusted and we're like, oh, how did you adjust? And they insinuated that if you just throw breaking balls against the Red Sox, you're going to be okay. And that is true. Go look it up. Go look up your shady's numbers against breaking balls. They're not good. Not pretty. Not pretty. No. And so, but my point is, is that if you don't hit, if you continue not to hit, then you start chasing, then you start doing things, that, then you start pressing more and more and more. So the fact that they did hit tonight, it took them forever to do it. At least they can come in and say, okay, you know what? I saw you to do this. I saw Duran do that. I saw, you know, Turner do this, I do, you know, go down the list. So, and we scored at the end of the day, we scored seven runs. I don't know if it'll translate. And the other part about this, you're facing good pitching, man. Like maybe not, maybe not in game two of this series, but game three, <laughs> good luck. You know, that's good a luck. fun at bat. It's a fun at bat. Yeah. 100, right? 102 right at your chin. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, so I don't know. I mean, I, I just think that this team, um, why we're sort of going on this up and down journey and in, in waiting for Duvall to come back and waiting for Trevor Story to come back. It's a dangerous thing because if you get in a rut and you keep losing games like to the Reds and knowing that the Rays, the Rays are the team, and you guys know this, the Rays are the team that have buried teams this year. When I say that, I mean, look at what they do in terms of painting the picture for team seasons. Early on, painted the picture of the Red Sox. That was the low point for the Red Sox. Buried the White Sox. Buried the Pirates. I mean, they actually, like, they took, they handled the Dodgers. Like, you, you, if you lose this series to the Reds and have to go into the race, that's not good. And you can't, you can say all you want about being early June, but you can't keep just saying, oh, no, just wait. Duvall's coming or Trevor Story's coming. I don't know if you guys agree or not, but. No, I very much agree with that. This is a pretty, it's a pretty significant point. And I know they've got some easy competition coming up after the Rays, but if you lose like two out of three to the Reds and then say drop all four against the Rays and that's coming off dropping the last one against the Diamondbacks, like that's a significant losing stretch. Like you got to take both the next two against the Rays or against the Reds and then do your best against the Rays. Like hopefully, hopefully you can split it. But I think, I think that the, the, the dangerous thing is guys is, is this idea that it will figure itself out. It comes back to sort of how we started this whole thing. How would you define never this team? Right? But you can't just say, oh, it'll all it will figure itself out. It's it don't worry. We'll get this guy coming and that guy coming, this guy coming. You kind of gotta figure out what you are and what you have. And Chris Sale, you kind of you know what you have are and what you have, right? So who are the other we know what we are and what we have guys on this team. That's what I would ask. Hauk, I think, is teetering on that. Not, I, not I the last say, game. I don't, 
I don't know about how I don't know. Like in terms of starting pitching, like I don't know if anyone else besides Sale is there. Like Paxton coming off a not good start, Bayo like very up and down. Whitlock, you know, had a good start, but it's one start and we've seen him what four times and it's been up and down. Hauk coming off, I mean, it's a weird start because he let in four in the first and then he settled in, but like Hauk is pretty up and down. You've got some guys in the bullpen. You kind of feel like you know what you got. Can can I give you my list of we know? You, 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 young man are. Uh, I know what you are and what you are. Or what you, what I know what you are and what we have, guy. Right. That's a hard Correct. thing to put on a T-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> they could wear it around. That was a little Shakespearean for me. A little Shakespearean. All right, I'll go with. This might turn in a hurry, but as we sit here, I'll go with Chris Sale. I'll go with Josh Winkowski. Yeah. I'll go with Cutter Crawford. I'm gonna go with Chris Martin. I'm I'm gonna go half of Kenley. Does that can I do that? Which half of him? The half, like I almost feel that way. I feel like if Kenley no, puts I, together, yeah, another but good I, week I and meant a half, more like feel, which half of his body. Uh, oh. the uh, I don't know. He's, he's <laughs> bottom half. He's definitely, bo- definitely the legs. I would say bottom. That's where a lot of his velocity is coming from. I, I would anyone say who can half. stand on one leg like that, okay, for its lot. I'll I'll go with Kenley. So. I have Sale, I have Winkowski, I have Cutter Crawford, I have Martin, and I have Kenley. And then offensively, I have – I think that I – have. I don't know if Verdugo's going to be an all-star, but I think that you – you he's a good player. I think that this version of Verdugo is a good player. So I'll go with him. Um, Yoshida, to me, two up and down. He's, he's – he, I'm still trying to figure out what he is. Like the thing about forgetting the outs tonight, that drove me nuts. Um, no, yeah, that was that was crazy. But he and, was the one guy who kept hitting. Right. Like, no, I everyone think, else. I think he's gonna. He I think hitting. he's gonna hit. But I just think that you're. It's gonna be a streaky thing with him. So I don't can't say he's. I know what he is or what. A lot of ground him. balls. Um, a lot of ground balls. I guess Devers, but I can't even say Devers right now. Like De- that. Just, this doesn't look yeah. like the Devers that I know. The man that I know. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Um, Turner, uh, yes, I'll go with him. I like I like Justin Turner as a player. Do I think that he's going to end up with the numbers of J.D. Martinez? Probably not, but I like Justin Turner as an all-around good player. Um, who else? If you're talking about know what you have, maybe That's, you could fit Connor Wong into that just in terms of your I don't defense. know that. I, like I know what I, it's like whatever, but – like defense, yeah. I feel like that's gonna stick if you want to go that route. But yeah, now we're getting like into I'll, the weeds. I'll lump the two catchers together. I you kind of know what you have, what you are, and what you have, um, which is a serviceable sort of combination of catching abilities. There Quality small ball with uh, McGuire. Oh, you know you have that best punter in the major leagues. Yeah, so he really good. might be. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I think he is. I tell you, like I. Who else this bunts? Was, no one bunts. This, this was his reputation. Like, the minute when he got traded, someone texted me, said, he's a great punter. I'm like, that's it? Like, and then, but then you watch him, and he is a great punter. But he is. You don't understand. Can, he could, is you can't he, deny it. Tremendous this, bunter. He's a, <laughs> this, is, this is where the All-Star game is just selling us short. Because yeah. there should be, forget about the home run derby, there should be a bunter competition in the All Star. Like the um, where do they do that? It's a they clip do that, that goes somewhere. viral every All Star break. From it's from I think a Japanese league ja- or yes. a Korean yeah. league. Yeah, where every they year. have like the bullseye set up and you just bunt into it. I would love that. That's all I yeah. need. Can we do that? I'm going to ask him that tomorrow. Like Joe Kelly's got the hookup to Rob Manfred. I know. Like you're, it's yeah. like two degrees of separation. It, re- it really is. Get in his ear. It's there's nothing that we can't get done. Robot umps. You know everything. There's nothing that we can't done get done. Um, by the way, I I had uh, Coop. Were you were you on the podcast with Joey Votto, the Garrett Whitlock one? Yes. So I talked to him again today. How is he? It was a wild ride. Yeah, it was the same <laughs> same. De- I don't want to say demeanor, but same same attitude. no same affect. Yeah, same like you. He's testing you. Yeah, he's testing. Oh, I love him. I love him. He's he's it, like. <laughs> I can't be. I mean, you have to listen, but, but it, was, I, it was. I will. I'll tune in. I it was, Joey it, Votto episode was one of my favorites. Yeah. So it was. It was even. It wasn't nearly as long, but it was. It was like I basically said, you know how I ask everybody, say, hey, you know, why isn't baseball boring? I literally said, hey, I just want to talk to you about why baseball. Do you think that baseball can is being perceived as fun? And not boring. It's like, who thought it was boring? I was like, I don't know. It's like, no one thinks it's boring. I'm like, well, football fans and, and basketball fans, maybe. No. And then he went on for five minutes articulating every possible thing you could think about in his own way. And I said, well, I Justin, love his brain. I said, Justin, I love his Justin Turner. I said, Justin Turner's all right over there. And he's fielding ground balls with a baseballs and boring T-shirt. He's like, is that yours? I said, yeah. I said, yeah, so he's doing you a favor. I don't think he needs to wear a T-shirt to say that. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like yeah. in the middle of the interview, I literally was like, 
I feel like everything I ask you or say to you, you're like, you're testing me. Yeah. And you, and you saw awesome. Coop. You saw, I mean, that's, <laughs> he was doing that before. We were talking about chess. I think yeah. I think he like goes home every night and he kind of like goes through all those conversations and he's kind of like yeah that was that was pretty funny. And then he like, says I, in his head he has to be laughing. Oh, well, well, I mean and you can see like the, I mean it's a whole thing but at the end of it you know I say hey do you want a t-shirt? No thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Why would I need a t-shirt, Rob? Why would I, why would why, I need Why would this? I need one? Stacy obvious. I have plenty of great t-shirts. Why would I need an extra that's, one? That's so silly. Um, That'd be him. Uh, anyway. Did, has yeah. he connected with, not to spoil anything, or if you ask the question, but had, did he end up connecting with Whitlock for uh, I don't, playing no, any chess? No, I don't think so. Oh, it was it's funny because, because this is one of the things is that you, <laughs> you, you can't ask him things. Like I, I wanted to like, I introduced the chess thing and it was clearly he had no... He's like, yeah, I, I kind of play like I'm really concentrating on baseball, whatever. Okay. And and then you talked about like, oh, well, you're a guy who likes to have fun. Do I? Like, do I? <laughs> Look, I like I I come to work. This is work. Would you say he's the Kevin Durant of baseball? No, no. He's 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 much more unique in his answers than Kevin Durant, I think. Kevin Durant's kind of got a little bit of that in him, though, like where it's kind of like questioning authority. I feel like that's just on Twitter, though. Like, I feel like he just doesn't. Well, care I feel like and I, I might be wrong, but I felt like in Coop, you got a sense of this last time. I feel like he's almost testing you. You know, yeah, that's why I kind of feel like or like Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick doesn't do this, but like I would feel like if you started talking to Joey Votto about like baseball history and you have seen him open up about this and when you did start talking to him about like things that interested him in that episode he would really like nerd out about stuff right and like right. you could get him talking well i think but like, like so, otherwise yeah like i think he's testing you in order to get to that part of the conversation well so my thing was i just want to and we've talked about other people about this about hey do you think that guys are freer to show their their stuff themselves their emotions their their personalities and everything else. Like it's a, it's a conversation we've had with tens and tens of people. And usually it leads to a good conversation. And, but it, for a guy who is the epitome of this, it was a tough nut to crack, but not in a non-entertaining way. Not in a just like, no. It's oh, like, this is like, this is like, it's not like a sense of where it's like, oh, this is awkward. He doesn't want to be here. It's more of just like, oh, this is like kind of like, yeah, I think it's fun at the end you want to be there, but yeah. the I think yeah. that it's it's sort of like the, I remember from that previous one when I asked him said, "Oh, well, you know, like chess, it's like baseball, you know, which is an obvious thing, right?" Yeah. Maneuver. And remember what he said, he's like, "No." No. Yeah. It's no. like checkers. No. Like checkers. <laughs> no, it's a stupid question. He didn't say that, but it's like that's what he was thinking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um we yeah, I I I would love to uh yeah, crawl inside the brain of Joey Votto. Um, so, uh, but that's another story completely. So, do you got? Am I missing anybody in the the what we know, what we have, guys? Uh, I would say that's just about everyone. I, I mean, there's one guy on the paternity list that you did miss. I don't know if you if you yeah. want to. <laughs> do you know what you got in Kluber? <laughs> yeah. 
bet what we know what we have in, in like a productive in a good way. way. You know, I guess you know Rob Schneider is going to hit lefties. I don't know. Oh, that's, that, no, that's a good. Are one. we getting? That's yeah. a good one. I like that. You know, you know that. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. That's the problem. We I'm know what like, we know. Dot, dot, dot. Yes. You know Kike is good for a two-error game every two 2023 Red Sox today, Cole, and we know what we know, dot, dot, know. dot, and we don't know much. Yeah. It's just – and I think that's why, like, this next third of the season will be so important because it's the summer months. It's going to be the dog days. This is when you really start – at this point last year, this is when you started to see – guys go down with injuries and when like the wheels started to fall off. I, so the wheels haven't fallen off yet. It's not like this there. It's like a bottomed out team. They're still a competitive team. They're still ending up on some power ranking list. Um, I was surprised so it, about that. Yeah, I was too. Were you surprised about that? I was, I was surprised to see them in like the, uh, they I like would ninth on a couple. I would not put them in the top. 10. I wouldn't either, but I would MLB had them slated at nine. I think I, yeah. I saw yeah. Um, but like, it's just like, this is the opportunity where the season can either take like a dramatic turn for the worst or for the better. And I really don't like, that's the thing. Like after this first third, we, I don't think anyone really knows how this next third will turn out. There's an issue with it too. And it's that you can't teeter the line of 500 or even like a few games above 500. Like you have to like, you have to make a run, especially after the raise, when the competition gets a little bit easier, I mean, right now the third wild card spot is the Yankees, and they're ten games above five hundred, and that's the third wild card spot. Right, and I like, think that's what people are missing the boat on. I think the yeah they're they're not really understanding that why you're going for this ride. These other teams have to find are starting to define themselves, and and as I pointed out the other day, that it was at the fifty game mark where the Red Sox caught fire. They win seven in a row, 17 and uh, uh, seventeen and four in the next 21, and got right back into it. But the, but the thing was, is that they were playing like teams that weren't that good. And we sort of found that out later. When when you had to play Toronto, you got waxed. Yep. When you had to play the Yankees, you, you, you got waxed. And so... Rays, too. Rays. I mean, and this is... It comes back to... You know, this this weekend, I mean, you can't – it's a daunting thing. I mean, how many series have the Rays lost this year? One? Yeah, one. One? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, one. I'm so just thinking go. back to – was it, yeah. Baltimore? I think they, so, Baltimore was the one series they lost, right? Did they lose that series to Baltimore? Yeah, anyway. So that's a problem. That's an issue. But I don't, I don't, I don't know like where else to go with this, guys. I mean, like it's, it's, uh, it's. I think that as we sit here, they they're coming off a game against the Cincinnati Reds, which they tried real hard, the gritty a gritty gutty effort, but fell short and lost a game to the Cincinnati Reds. And now, like I said, you it might not seem like a big deal. But you have to do something heading into that series against the Rays, because because history would suggest that you're not going to win that series against the Rays. And if you do, if you do, if you do, great. Then the narrative is completely changed. That's great. The Rays, the Rays lost. They also lost the, to the they, uh, 
New York Mets. The Mets. Yeah. Okay. And they've they've already they've lost the series they're currently in. They just dropped their first two against the Cubs, who I'm pretty oh, sure I don't they, know if they still did do. Did they really? They, they okay, they haven't hit. They lost one nothing yesterday and two one today. Well, in, uh, here's McLean the here's the interesting thing about the Rays. They've played a crap load of games at home. Like a ton of games at home. So in which they've been very good at home, but you know, I don't I don't look at the Rays as a team where you say, Oh, there's no doubt about it. They're going to get to the playoffs and they're going to cruise to the playoffs. I don't look at that team that way because somebody's going to break down. And yeah, so. They already have. Just, Come on, the starting pitching. Just get to the tournament. Get to the tournament. Yep. Punch the ticket. <laughs> Punch. Coop Deswell wants to go to bed. I'm so <laughs> tired. <laughs> that was such a long game. I know. Are you going to My Fenway, God. Coop, this week? Uh. Tomorrow or today, I should be there. Okay, I believe I'll be there too. Oh, oh you will. Oh, we're gonna yeah. have a full house. What? What a treat! There you go. Why don't you come up to the broadcast booth? Cool. I mean, Gordo. I'll be there. Yeah, I'll, I'll be up there. All right. Well, there you go. I'll be there early too. It's bob- bobblehead night. Got to get in there and get the uh, what? What bobblehead bob- night is it? It's the 2013. Oh, it's like David Ross holding Koji, even though it's nothing yeah, like Koji. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna yeah, have to no. steal one. I'm gonna by the way, one. big student nine night tonight. Big student. Uh, nine they, night. Did they stay for the whole game? I I don't know. I don't know. Kobe Bradford. I don't even gonna have confirmation if he did or not. But it's uh, <laughs> he. Um, but I could tell. The people sifting in big student nine night. Big student nine. nines. It, it, it's officially summer then. It's officially summer. It's, it's officially, officially summer a, at Fenway a, Park. A series. We have the migration the, of students. A ser- series against the Reds. So do a David Attenberg documentary about this. <laughs> there you go. Do you guys have any questions about the road trip? Because I'm an expert. I spent 11 days on the road. Yeah, that was. Uh, it was late. Do they enjoy playing that late? Because I don't enjoy you know, you playing lose, that late. You lose, I think you lose track of. How late it is. Um, late Devers it's... has family on the West Coast? I, I don't know. Does he? No, I, I have no idea. That was a weird situation. <laughs> what, what, what did you what did you read on that? Uh, he had the day off, and then he posted on Instagram his family, and then I believe Cora in the pregame had made... He made some mention of it to Will Fleming, which, by the way, tune into the WEI pregame shows for uh, your conversation with the manager before each game. Um, but it, it, it is good insight. Like Alex does talk to Joe. He talks to Rob. He talks to Joe. Uh, no, he doesn't Will talk sometime. to me. You never got to talk to him? No. Never? No. You just do the players? The players I, love you. That's why. No. I, but he was talking to Will about it, and he was just saying that, you know, they, on that West Coast trip, they had to be cognizant of giving guys their time especially yeah, with family, family members. Well, like Ken, so it was funny because we're Kenley's by the way, best quote on the team, not even close. And so he was, he was uh, talking about his house because in LA, because he stayed there during the, uh, the angel series. And he was like, we're, <laughs> it's like, Oh, what was your house? Like he's talking about how nice his house is, all the things that he has in his house. I'm like, prove it. Well, I was like, okay, well, so he gives his address so we can look it up on Redfin. And uh, and there it is, this monstrosity of a house. I said, could you, here's, could you tell me 
how much money that you would make if you sold your house right now compared to when you bought it. And could you guess how much money he would make? Like a full liquidation? When did he yeah, buy so it? Yeah, what, so what it's worth now compared to what he bought it for. Do you know uh, when he bought it? Yeah, that's yeah, so what he bought it for. It has the exact date he bought it. So he bought it in December 2017. Okay, but how much was it? His house, okay, so he bought it for six point something. Six point something. Oh, how damn. much is it worth now? Um, I'm going to say it's probably depreciated in value because, or no, it's probably gone up in value because the market sucks. Um, I'm like going to say real estate over that period of time is a pretty eight. safe bet to, to appreciate. It's just over eight, eight now. Yeah, mid eight. I know real yeah. estate. What's up? Yeah. What's up? You know houses <laughs> with hyperbaric chambers. Oh. We, Listen, we, that's, he has a hyperbaric chamber. He's like Joe Rogan. Oh, he has a hyperbaric. Oh. Yeah, and, and it's like we are. We were like, well, why don't you know? Like, can we can we stay over? Like, can we like? It's, it's can we bring the who party? says no gang too? Who says, the, who says no? Who says guess, no? We sleep. I over. feel like I feel like if I'm we coming. play our cards right, the who says no gang could could hang out in Kenley Jansen's house next year. I, I feel bet like Kenley's a, a fun hang. Oh, he's. he's I'll, I'll consider it. I'll consider coming. I'll think about it. All right, all right. <laughs> Thanks for the invite, Kenley. But uh, tell, tell I'll Kenley have to I'm see a baby. What my schedule's like that day. Thanks. The uh, tell Kenley he can send over his resume and all. And then, as I as I said, uh, as I told the story on the Greg Hill show, the that we were we were shamed into the back of the restaurant in Scottsdale, the, the uh, where we were asked to like be sit out front, and they said, "Oh no, there's a half hour waiting," even though no one was there. And then they put us in the way way back. It was clear because they did not want us as the uh, forward-facing party of that restaurant. It's like in Curb. They did that in Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's, they it's, have like the, it, the ugly it, side it, and the good-looking side. Think, I didn't think that was a thing, and this was absolutely the case. That's it was, crazy. It was me, Will Fleming, Alex Spear, cameraman Steve DeSilva and Nesson, and then Jemai showed up, and I felt like Jemai might be able to get, get us a little closer. <laughs> But uh, but it was because Scottsdale, I've never seen so many bachelorette parties. It's it was like the Nashville of Arizona. Is that was, the new destination? It's no it longer. It, Honestly, it went from Nashville to Austin. To and it, I guess it's now Scottsdale. I've That's never seen like it's just a wave of them. But evidently they didn't. <laughs> they didn't want to hang it out there. Yeah. Disrespect to my guy Jemai. Well, he wasn't there. I mean, he should have. Oh, okay. So you think if he, if you, if Jermai was there from the start, we would have had a better chance. If he was there in his baseball is in boring shirt, they would have been like, "This no, man is way too handsome he, to be sitting in I the think, back." I think if you guys had the shirts, they're sitting you out front. Yeah, that was yeah. the issue. I think it's just the opposite, but that's okay. I'm secure in my own uh, sexiness. So there you go. Uh, Quote it. Put that on a shirt. But, <laughs> Put that in the the baseball stitching lettering. Secure in my sexiness. <laughs> there you go. Now is Justin Turner going to take every ground ball, every batting practice in his baseballs and boring shirt? Who knows? Because he did it today. He did it today. How do you one hit? for his last one? Well, I felt yeah, I felt like they 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 scored seven runs every time he's done it. They scored at least seven runs. So okay. There you go. Is he uh, washing it every time? I they washed. Come on. Come on. Come on, because this this isn't this isn't this isn't this a frat house. This is a big leagues. 
Um, all right, guys. Thanks for staying up so late. Appreciate That's what it. we do. Appreciate you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.